0: It's time for Thursday Night Football as the Kansas City Chiefs will entertain a big division game against the Denver Broncos, looking for a 16th consecutive victory over their rival that dates back to 1960. On this show, we will talk about the importance of these Thursday night games down through the years and no better person to have on the show than Pro Football Hall of Famer and Chiefs Ring of Honor member tight end, Tony Gonzalez. It's all brought to you by Ticketmaster. 13-13 tie. Third down and goal to go for Mahomes and the Chiefs at the eight-yard line of the Vikings. Rush to the outside. Pass. Caught on a slam. Touchdown. Cans on City. Rushy Rice with this second catch of the drive. The wide receivers show up big time. And hi, everyone. I'm Mitch Holters voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Matt McMullen. Thursday night football. Short week. Tough on the players. Tough on both teams. Tough on the coaches. But here we are. And this edition will be called TNI. Not TMI, like too much information, <laughs> but TNI, Thursday night importance. Because it'll stun you when you travel back in time and see how many Thursday night games have actually dictated what happened throughout the rest of the season. So, interesting, but before we do so, let's do our Thursday night edition of Traveling Around the World.
1: Yep, we got six of them today. For Brian Cook. For Brian Cook, who had a nice game on Sunday against the Vikings, and I'm still buzzing about his open field tackle on Brees Hall just a few weeks ago against the Jets, (laughs) helped beat the Jets. Uh, so six people around the world today. Shout out to Charles at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. I met Charles when I went over to Germany in May for kind of like a going out to Frankfurt to meet German fans and to also visit our men and women uh, overseas serving our country. met Charles. Shout out to you. We'll see you in about a month. In Frankfurt. Uh Candy is in Orlando. Candy recently became a fan. So welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom, Candy. Thank you so much for listening. Uh Keith is in Virgil City, Missouri. You familiar with Virgil I City? I'm not
0: familiar with Virgil City, but I love it when we dig these out because I immediately become
1: familiar with them. You'll drive by it in like twenty years and go, Oh yeah. Virgil City. I've heard I, of I remember Matt mentioned that. Uh Pat is in Owasso, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's Tulsa. Yep. Just North of Tulsa. And then a shout out to Bo in Reed's Spring, Missouri, just outside Branson. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know Reed's Spring? Oh, yeah. Uh Bo will be at Thursday Night Football with his wife. Hotbed, Chiefs Kingdom hotbed, <laughs> Reed Spring. I believe it. Uh, then lastly, shout-out to Hayden. I met Hayden in person at Oktoberfest in the Crown Center area uh, last weekend. I was walking around with my wife, and Hayden came up and said hi and said he loves the show. So shout-out to you, Hayden. Thanks for listening. Awesome.
0: Thursday Night Football. Here we are. And by the way, congratulations on getting your lawn mowed. Yep. You were listening to the Chiefs <laughs> Kingdom show uh, while you got your lawn mowed. That's great. It's Thursday Night Football uh-huh. because you got to get so much done, and, and including mowing your lawn, right, Uh, for your Bronco father-in-law who's coming Uh to visit. That's big now, but everything's condensed. Thursday night football is tough. It's tough on players. It's tough on coaches. Uh, There really is not enough recovery time. The Chiefs just had a tough game against the Minnesota Vikings. We know about Kelsey's injury. We've seen the injury report this week, but to get this turned around, and it's also very tough, maybe especially tough on the Broncos, who lose a day essentially of a they need three or four days. Both teams do. But
1: to lose a day when you travel on Thursday night football is really a challenge. Yeah, you truncate basically five or six days into like two or three days. It applies to us, too. It's why I was mowing my lawn on a Monday night. because my <laughs> In the dark. Uh, in the dark. Yeah, so my, well done. My in-laws are coming into town for the game, and they can't show up at our house and see like this completely unkept lawn because the season takes over my life. I don't do anything like personal life related during the season. Like I don't go to the doctor or like mow my lawn or do anything. I just worry about that. And the offseason, and I realized that my lawn looked terrible and had to mow the lawn. So I listened to Mitch uh, doing the Kingdom show while mowing and made it go by pretty good. I give you a
0: shout-out, the crowd roared. (laughs) And one fan even goes, I love him. (laughs) So you just have this awesome following around the world and with the Chiefs Kingdom uh, show folks that were live listening to uh, Mark Collins actually on the show but while you were mowing. Again, tough. But when you look back at these Thursday night games – and that's why this episode will be, uh, we're going to title it TNI. That is Thursday Night Importance. And we're going to have Tony Gonzalez on here in just a few minutes. And so awesome to have him on the show. You think about what a career he had. He really redefined the tight end position. Now, we've seen Kelsey uh, do what he's done but it really started with Tony G that made the tight end become something way different than the league had really viewed it prior to Tony.
1: Yeah, we should ask Tony about that because we think about what the tight end position is now. It's essentially an extra wide receiver. It's like a hybrid wide receiver. Every team seems to have their guy who's their really good athletic Tight end. It's of course guys like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, but also like Darren Waller, Mark Andrews. Like I could go on and on. There are so many good tight ends in the NFL nowadays. You didn't see players like that 20 years ago. Tony Gonzalez was the guy, and he really led the way for what we know tight ends are uh, in today's game for sure.
0: And he became kind of the first college basketball player to become the tight end guy. And now, and I I don't do college basketball anymore. I did it for years, right? But our scouts would say, hey, when you're out there, look for a guy, right? Maybe the next college basketball (laughs) tight end guy. But Tony really started that, and there have been many down uh, through the years. But we're going to bring up some very important Thursday night games Uh, when you look at it in context of Chiefs' kingdom history. And the first one will involve Tony Gonzalez because it was a dream of our founder, Lamar Hunt, to host a Thanksgiving game. And he had worked with the league. Of course, Detroit always has that early game. Dallas has the next game. But Lamar Hunt was trying to get the league to have a Thursday night Thanksgiving game. He got it. It was on November the 23rd, 2006. Ironically against the Denver Broncos. And it was a 19-10 to 10 victory, but it was a big night for Mr. Hunt. Unfortunately, 20 days later, we would lose Lamar Hunt in his battle against cancer. But to have him uh, have his dream come alive – and what Thursday Night Football has become. But that night was the alpha point, the start of what we know now as Thursday Night Football.
1: I was at that game as a fan with my dad. I'll never forget it. It was so cold, but I had my brand-new Jared Allen jersey on, and I'm just a maniac and didn't want to put my coat on or anything because I wanted to show off my brand-new Jared Allen jersey. And that was a huge win for the Chiefs. Looking back at those years of the rivalry, it seemed like every year – they might get us at mile high, and then we'd get them here in Kansas City. And they were always tough games that happened in the cold. But uh, some of my best early memories as a Chiefs fan were Chiefs-Bronco games. I think that one might be at the top.
0: Larry Johnson only had 34 carries in that game for the Chiefs as they won it 19-10. to That's one, a different game right there. <laughs> one fun note, though. One fun note. The Chiefs' leading defensive back in the game. Ty Law had an interception. was Patrick Sertan oh, was playing in the secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs. And now his son, of course, Patrick Sertan II, is one of the top corners in the NFL. And he plays for the Denver Broncos, who will be here on, on this Thursday night game. Before we talk to Tony G, though, we're going to try to cover some of the important Thursday night games in Chiefs history prior to Patrick Mahomes, and then T.G., uh, we'll have a chat with him, and then once T.G., uh, we let him go to get ready for the Thursday night game because he'll be part of the coverage of that, is we'll go into the Patrick era of Thursday night football. But there were some other huge games that really led uh, to – that were just important points uh, for the season that led to something greater including a trip to Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the game in 2013. It was Coach Reed's first Thursday nighter as the head coach of the Chiefs. And it was a big one, considering he was going back to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. They had Chip Kelly. They were going to revolutionize the game, right? Well, what did Coach Reed do? He goes in there and beats them. That was part of a 9-0 and start for Kansas City. Really... Brought life back to the Chiefs' kingdom that early part of the season did. I remember being at Mizzou and just proudly wearing my Chiefs jersey around <laughs> all the time like, we are back, baby. And that game was part of it. 26-16 to victory. Eric Berry had that pick six early in the game. Great play. Donnie Avery had seven catches for 141 yards. Awesome game for the Chiefs and awesome moment for Coach Reed to go back to Philadelphia and get the dub. I just
0: remember the faces of the guys getting on the plane because the whole short week and now we're on the road so we're dealing with a Thursday night road game with a distance now we're going all the way to Philadelphia so I'm thinking, it was early in the year so it wasn't everybody's beat up but still it was this everybody got on the plane with basically 48 hours to prepare for this game but no one was going there to lose. We were not going to lose that game, taking Coach Reed back to Philadelphia. And that's the way it went. 2014 was interesting. You talk about Eric Berry. That game reminds me of, well, not a good memory. Uh, Latavius Murray had a 90-yard run for the Raiders. Chiefs lose that Thursday night game on the road. But that's the night right after the game where Eric Berry was diagnosed uh, with his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, of course, changed uh, everything for him in his career, although he came back. But still, I remember him just like something was wrong. I I just saw on that Murray run, like, wow, something's not right with EB. And then later we found that out. So that was a tough uh, memory. Thursday night's not always been fun uh, and good things for the Chiefs, including 2015.
1: Yeah, including 2015. One more note on that 2014 game. I think that game serves as a great reminder that anything can happen in the NFL because I believe the Sunday before that. They were winless. And the Sunday before that, we beat the Seahawks, right, at home. The defending Super Bowl champions in a tough, tough game. Super cold. Yep. Yep. Beat the Seahawks. Awesome win. Then you go on the road and lose to the winless Raiders. Anything can happen in the NFL. That's a great example. I'm,
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I remember going into the locker room after the game it was super cold and we had a great victory over the, over the uh, Seahawks. But I remember looking at the faces of the guys in the locker room and I'm going, we've got about 48 hours to get ready for the Raiders, and we have to go on the road to do it. That's part of the dynamic of of Thursday night football, especially when you go on the road and I go, man, I hope we have enough. And even though the Raiders were winless, they started with that 90-yard run And ended up beating the Chiefs. So you're right. Anything can happen, especially on Thursday night football, seemingly.
1: And against divisional opponents. Uh, And speaking of that, how about 2015? Another bummer, crazy game. I was at this game as well. I remember my girlfriend at the time, we have since broken up, but uh, my girlfriend at the time surprised me with tickets. Awesome wife, Ellie. Yes, yes, I do. Um, But she surprised me with tickets. And we were in the very corner of the stadium where there's like only two seats and you're next to like this the sky Cam guy home opener by the way it was the home opener and that was a big game because i think dj set the all-time tackles record that game uh, a lot was going on that game it was eric berry's return i think yep yeah so there was a lot to be excited about and the chiefs played well uh we had a 14 nothing lead marcus peters had a huge pick six i'll never forget that like a 55 yard pick six but of course peyton manning led the broncos back into it niall davis had an eight yard run to retake the lead with two minutes left he ran toward my corner Uh, remember that really well. Of course, Manning tied it with 30 seconds to go. And then poor Jamal had the fumble. Bradley Roby picked it up, and the Broncos won. That's the last time we lost to the Broncos. Pretty remarkable, but that was a bummer of a game for sure.
0: Nine seconds left in the game. can still see it, but sometimes good things happen from bad things and the fact that. Now you're married to your wife. Yep. Uh, so maybe that game was a sign of, like, <laughs> you know what? My wife's waiting out there somewhere, but she's not here right now. Yeah, that was some, uh, Yeah, okay. You got to move on from that. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Thursday night games, if not the favorite, there's, is December the 8th, 2016. People think about this seven year streak of winning the AFC West. It really kind of started on December the 8th, 2016. People forget that the Raiders were really good. They won 12 games that year, and there was a showdown on Thursday night. Jack Del Rio was the Raiders coach. He was lamenting that he had to go on the road on a short week, although we had to do the same uh, going to the Raiders in 2014. But this was the game Tyreek Hill basically calls the shot on a punt return. Uh, Travis Kelsey had five catches for 101 yards, and the Chiefs were able to win 21-13, to 13, and Jack Del Rio is still complaining about that game. But that was the game that proved to be the catalyst that started this run of seven consecutive AFC West championships. That was TNI. Thursday night importance.
1: That Tyreek punt return still gives me chills. Like one of my favorite moments ever as a Chiefs fan because Tyreek was still brand new to the league. He wasn't Tyreek Hill yet, and he was our punt returner, and he was really good, but they punted right to him. The crowd was chanting his name, and for him to really call his shot like that was unbelievable. Uh, Let's talk about the 2017 opener against New England. Not technically Thursday night football, but it took place on a Thursday, so we're grouping it in with this. That was my first game as a full-time Chiefs employee, but I didn't travel then. I was uh, watching it here from the facility. And what I remember about that game, this is so, like, irresponsible looking back at it. All the pregame talk on whatever network it was on was all about how the Patriots might go undefeated. Oh, yeah. Undefeated. They're going to go undefeated. And then we beat them in the first game. It was glorious. Uh, the Pats went up 17-7 to at one point. They were playing well. But the Chiefs fought back to outscore New England 35-10 to the rest of the way. Alex Smith threw for 368 yards and four touchdowns. An awesome way to really announce that the Chiefs were here. We don't care about the Patriots are defending Super Bowl champions. They're not going undefeated. The Chiefs are here, part of a hot start for the Chiefs to that season.
0: That was the Kareem Hunt game, too. And probably Alex Smith's uh, best game as a Chief. And it was interesting because... All of the narrative up to that game was the Chiefs will be the dog food. They will be the sacrificial <laughs> uh, animal here for the Patriots to just have this huge party. Now, we got it reversed on us by Detroit this year. Yeah. Okay, but they brought out the Lombardi trophies, and this was going to be, you know, the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, they went to the playoffs last year, but they lost in the playoffs. And, oh, they won the AFC West, but they're not the Patriots. And then to put 42 points on them, that stadium was stunned, absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned. And um, unfortunately, Eric Berry uh, tore his ACL in that game. So there's always like these little things that happen. DJ in that 2016 game tore his Achilles. Yeah. I still see him chasing Derek Carr. And So these Thursday night games, there's just a ton of emotion. But again, also very important.
1: Yeah, very important. And particularly when you're playing a divisional opponent. Now, you mentioned this earlier. I'm glad we're at home this week because when you have to travel for a Thursday night game. Like in the past, we've had to go to like L.A. for a Thursday night game. That's brutal. Like traveling across the country to play on Thursday night. We're fortunate we're at home. And another thing about Coach Reed that we talk about all the time is he works on these divisional opponents in May and in June during OTAs. They have entire OTA practices that are devoted to divisional opponents. So if you're fortunate enough to have one of these Thursday games at home and against a divisional opponent, at least there's been some lead time here for Coach Reed where he's been working on these guys for months
0: yeah i've said this before he's a dolphin he only sleep he half brain sleeps right only half the brain sleeps the other half that's awake all the time (laughs) about half of that awake brain is working on the division all the time uh, throughout the year and before we go to tony g though just one other mention in 2017 was that another road game we have to go to the raiders right here we go again and and it was the untimed down game. It was the do-over bowl. Oip, stop the Raiders. No, nope, penalty. Let's do it again. Stop them again. Nope. <laughs> let's do it again. And Michael Crabtree uh, scores on an untimed down, and the Chiefs lose that game 31-30. to um, So that was uh, a, not a great uh, memory on Thursday Night Football. But the Chiefs rallied to win the division in 2017 to get their first back-to-back uh, division championships, and now we know that's turned into seven in a row. Okay, after we talk to Tony G, we're going to get the Mahomes-era Thursday night football. But uh, that leads us in to a chat with one of the greatest players ever to roam the halls of the Chiefs' kingdom and in the National Football League, Pro Football Hall of Fame tight end, Tony Gonzalez. 15,127 yards, let's see, 14 Pro Bowls, 17-year career, redefined the tight end position. And I was proud, Matt, to call every one of his snaps as a Kansas City chief. Tony Gonzalez. TG, it's awesome to see you, my brother. Thanks for giving us a couple of minutes here. No problem
2: at all, Mitch. You know, I love hanging out with you, buddy. Good to see you.
0: It was awesome when we had that deal together at the draft. That was just like an unexpected pleasure, but it was a special night because we could just kind of travel through time. Uh, But it was awesome.
2: Yeah, great, great. Uh, You know, I, I love coming back to Kansas City. Uh, I'm looking. You know, I still. My brother still lives there. My my nephews, nieces, and all that stuff. I'm still connected to that community. But to see people like yourself and some of the faces that are still there when I was there, man, it, it, like Alan Wright, the equipment manager, is <laughs> a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, you're going to be covering this Thursday night game with the Chiefs and Broncos. Just overall, your thoughts on this game coming up?
2: Well, I mean, the 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 Chiefs. It's a it's it's a little bit opposite this year. I mean the record's still there, phenomenal. Uh, but you know, it seems like they're evolving into this defensive team now—one of the best defenses in the NFL—and offense is struggling. Uh, and y- you got to believe that they'll that they'll figure it out eventually. But the, you know, obviously they got all those young receivers. Uh, they got a case of the the drops is going on too, which I'm very familiar with. You, Mitch, you were there for those that second year in the NFL when I led the league and dropped passes—dropped 16. So it's something that can be corrected. Um, but watching Patrick Mahomes, even right now, I, I would say obviously it hasn't been totally uh, where it's been in the past years. But I got to believe that they're going to eventually figure this thing out. And once they do, it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be, they're going to be right back in in the Playoff mix and the Super Bowl mix I still believe that they are the best team in the AFC uh, because you have number 15 and, and you got a guy like Travis Kelsey uh, thank God he's healthy and, and and he'll be back out there so uh, but I like this combination Isaiah Pacheco to me he's somebody that I can't wait to talk about this Thursday night because what he did last year is as, as a rookie that attitude and that enthusiasm uh, I, I think that gives a whole nother dimension to to this to this Chiefs offense where it isn't just that sunshine and rainbows and finesse. It is a hit you in the mouth, run right at you type offense right now, especially. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. I, I, it's just weird, though, that they're a running football team slash defensive football team right now. But, you know, that's not going to happen last for too much longer.
1: Yeah, Isaiah is averaging almost five yards per carry right now. He's having a really nice start to his season. I'm curious for you, when you look at this matchup, what are some keys, do you think, for the Chiefs offense to really get going against this Denver defense? Well, this
2: Denver defense is, its <laughs> to, put it, to put it politely, they're not very good. They are one of the worst defenses in history right now, going on that right now at this point. They cannot stop the run, so – If the Chiefs want to, they could probably go out there and just give it to Isaiah, you know, give it to him 30 times, and he'll run for, you know, 180 yards uh, if he wanted to. But I I look at the defense, I mean, offensively, I think the defense is going to show up uh, against Russell Wilson. But offensively, that's what I think they need to to work on. Kind of like when they played against Chicago, a team that they should have beat, and they went out there and beat him, put 41 points, I think it was. I'd like to see this this offense get going. I want to see these guys create some confidence. Uh, going back to the drop balls, uh, that's that's just that's just a confidence thing. These guys get they're pro. They're pro athletes. They can catch the football, but create that separation. Start to believe in yourself. Uh, and you and there's no better way to do that than going against, uh, you know, an, an inferior opponent. Call it what it is, uh, but never, you know, but don't take it too lightly. Obviously, this is pro football. Anything can happen. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that that offensive game kind of kind of get going and, and get back to where it was.
0: Yeah, it worked out for you, 111 touchdowns, because <laughs> I think you got it figured out. Uh, but I want to ask you about something, because Matt and I are talking about the challenges of playing on Thursday night when you have a short week. And then I want to ask you to go back in time, because really the first Thursday night game, as we think about it now, you played in it. It was the Chiefs against the Broncos on that Thanksgiving Thursday in 2006. But to play on Thursday night, and then what memories do you have of playing in that Thursday night game?
2: Well, I, it, it's hard. Uh, and I think the, the Thursday night football game, you got to be really ready emotionally and mentally because, and that'll help you physically. Uh, some guys have a hard time with it, but it is what it is. It's, 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 it's what the NFL wants. It's prime time. Everybody's watching. So you got to bring it. I don't no excuses. Uh, I know your body's hurting. It's a shorter week, but make it happen. And I'm, um, and playing in that first game, it, like we're a part of history now. Uh, it, it was different Thanksgiving, so I knew, hey, go out there, let's 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 play hard, and then go home and get something to eat. Let's go, let's go, go. <laughs> so uh, that that was it was a fun. Game. I can't remember if we won or lost though. I, I know you we probably – won
0: nineteen you to were. ten. Lj had
1: thirty four carries in that game.
2: Well, he deserved a big old turkey stick for that. Then
1: good, good stuff. To him. <laughs> Tony, when you uh, think about coming back here to Kansas City for this Thursday night game, you'll, of course, be part of the broadcast. Uh, you were here in Kansas City last year for the Thursday night game. What's it mean to you when you come back to Kansas City? You feel the love from the crowd. You see your name up there in the Ring of Honor. Uh, and you kind of remember all your great times here.
2: Yeah, it's coming home. It's coming home to see everybody, uh, to see where it all started for me. Uh to see, you know, the, the memories that come back. Uh, I was just talking about this previously before I was talking to you guys. I remember playing against the Broncos in, the, in, our, in that playoff game in 1997 that we lost 14 to 10. Uh, but I, my, my, my spoon, our uh, producer, sent it over me. He's like, hey, do you remember this game? And it was the first time that I ever dunked the ball over the goalpost <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, so, you, like, all these all these memories come back. Uh, it's like going back to where you grew up when you were a kid fooled with nostalgia and and love and appreciation uh and heartache too i mean we didn't get it done while we were out there so it's a it's but i'm but i'm so happy to be able to come home in these circumstances where you're watching a successful team i've always said it I'm, i'm not i'm along for the ride with them i feel like i'm along for the ride it's not it's not me driving or anything like that but it's so much fun to watch these watch these guys have so much success it's been great
0: TG, I've, I've often said after Super Bowl 54 and 57 that everybody that ever wore the uniform would feel that victory, and I sense you felt that. But we're going to close this out and ask a question because you're talking about Thursday night football. No excuses. You've got to get ready. And, Matt, I will tell you this. Young man was the first I'd ever seen. He was ahead of his time in the way he prepared to play, physically, mentally, emotionally, your nutrition, your work habits. It blew me away. I remember, you know, we had that cereal bar. You'd be in there, like, working out. Uh, it, w- it was crazy to see what t- it takes now to play in this game. And then, two, another question as we close, you really redefine the position. We know what Titan is today. We've seen what Kels has been able to do. But you were really the first to do what we see today on a regular basis. How do you feel when you hear that? And two, the fact that you were way ahead of everybody else in the way you prepared physically, mentally, and emotionally.
2: Well, I, um, I thank you for saying that. Uh, I Once again, I was watching that tape of the playoff game, and it didn't count. But in, right before halftime, they split me out wide. And threw me a fade route to the back of the end zone and uh, I caught it and I thought I scored a touchdown, but they, they called it, they called it back, but just doing something like that, that was, that had never been done before. And so uh, I think Paul Hackett was our offensive coordinator and I credit people like him and Jimmy Ray to use me in a way that wasn't traditional. Like, you know, you put your hand in the dirt, which I'm a big believer that, well, maybe it's evolving away from that now for some tight ends, but you put your hand in there, you block, but then, for them to use me in the slot, to use me as the X, the Y, uh, the Z, the F in the backfield, all these different ways, uh, it, I, I credit them for trusting me to be able to do that uh, because that's that's what you see a lot of these receiving tight ends do now. I mean, And so I, I take a lot of pride in that and I'm, and I'm uh, you know, satisfaction about, about doing something like that. Uh, and it helped me a lot to catch a lot of footballs because it's so <laughs> much fun to catch footballs instead of blocking power all the time. Uh, And then the the nutrition stuff, uh, I got really into that really right around year nine, 10. That's when it really kicked in for me. Like, you better get your sleep. That's the number one performance enhancing thing you can do legally. Uh, You better, you know, be conscious of what you're putting in your body. Hydrate, right. Uh, And then emotionally, too, like, you know, the, the whole meditation or visualization, like, really start to see yourself having the success. And put that work in that constant, constant grind. Take it home with you. You know, it's not about doing it at practice, showing up for that two and a half hour practice, and then shutting off for the rest of the day. It's like you got to take it home with you and think about how you can get better. You have to be obsessed with this. And so that was something that I took a lot of pride in. I did that until until they, you know, until I retired from the league year after, after year seventeen. So uh, when I look back, I'm I'm pretty. I'm satisfied. I know I couldn't have given more. And I think that's that's what any player wants to do. But At the end of your career, you want to look back and say, hell, I gave it everything I got. And uh, if, if it didn't turn out to a Super Bowl victory, like for me, I still take a lot of satisfaction. Uh, uh, and and I don't feel like anything was lacking. I would have loved to have won a Super Bowl, but it just didn't turn out that way for me. So, I, But I'm still very, very glad for the way my career went.
1: And Mitch, before we let him go, one more thing, because – you still have that mentality now as a broadcaster. I mean, you had an incredible career, obviously, as a player, a Hall of Fame career, but you're having an incredible secondary career now as a broadcaster. Tell us about your time as a broadcaster and what you're doing now on Thursday Night Football.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm working. Obviously, I've been doing. going on 10 years now, which is crazy that it's it's gone by that fast. <laughs> and I've worked at some incredible places, got to see some of the best of the best do it. And what we have now with – with carissa thompson with ryan fitzpatrick with andrew whitworth and, and uh richard sherman it's it we have the most fun ever uh the the chemistry is there because we actually like each other so we love going to work which is a good team indicative of a, of a good team uh but being there at the game while, you know on the sideline before the game uh giving everybody hugs i can't wait to see you mitch on the field i can't wait to see travis out there you know, say hello to Andy if he's walking around. Like, Alan Wright, like you said, you get to do that at each stadium each week. It's like a traveling circus for us. Uh, and then after the game, we go out and we we, we have fun. It, it's, it really is uh, one of the best gigs. I'm thankful for it. And, and people are loving it now. I mean, the streaming service, we got all the alt streams and all that stuff. I think we're kind of moving in the new territory on how you view f- uh, football, and I'm glad to be a part of it.
0: Just like you revolutionized the game. You're revolutionizing now uh, in the way you're approaching Thursday night football. I just remember being emotional when I saw you put on that gold jacket. It's the same emotion when I see when I hug you before the game, TG. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you Thursday night.
2: Always good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: See you, Tony so awesome to catch up with him and you know i had a chance during the draft he and i did an event you know there's so many things going on that whole week yeah but he and i did an event uh, downtown um and it was folks coming in from all over the country but it was great just to sit down with him and just chop it up and chat what what an amazing human i am so blessed uh, to be around that guy During his whole time, his 12 years as a Kansas City Chief.
1: Yeah, I had a chance to meet him for the first time before the Chargers game on Thursday Night Football last year. I did a quick interview with him because, of course, he's part of the TNF broadcast. And for me, that's my era of Chiefs football growing up. It's watching Tony Gonzalez. He's one of the players that got me into football. He's the first jersey I ever had. So catching up with a guy like Tony Gonzalez, for me, if I told 12-year-old Matt, like, hey, you're going to talk to Tony Gonzalez about football one day, he would not believe it. So quite a thrill.
0: So we go into the Patrick Mahomes era of TNI. That's Thursday night importance as we get ready for this Chiefs-Broncos Thursday night game. In 2018, I mean, you can follow these. The Chiefs are 9-6 and six on Thursday night football. But there has been triumph and there has been heartache. There has been triumph that's led to further triumph. But in 2018, more heartache. Another division opponent at home. Mike Williams catches a two-point conversion. Four seconds to go, and the Chargers walk basically walk it off uh, and getting that Thursday night game but that was a gut punch
1: that was not fun I remember that that's one of those games where you're playing a divisional opponent you have the lead late at home kudos to the Chargers for going for two Uh, they could have just tied it there with the extra point but they went for two and got it got the victory oh I remember Philip Rivers walking out of the stadium quite proudly after that a heck of a game just didn't go our way
0: 19 Thursday night football on the road division opponent oh it's the Denver Broncos Patrick Mahomes on a quarterback sneak, dislocates his kneecap. The Broncos think we got the Chiefs now. Whoops, maybe not. The good old 57-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill from Matt Moore, uh, and the Chiefs were able to basically route the Broncos in that game when the Bronco crowd thought we finally got
1: these guys. And the injury didn't look good at first. I remember scrolling Twitter and you saw people saying, like, man, season's over for the Chiefs. We won the Super Bowl, so it worked out okay. (laughs) Of course, Patrick got back, and and Matt Moore played great in Patrick's absence. In these 15
0: games, we're counting those openers. Remember, after winning the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 54, you get to open the next season. We beat Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans to open up the COVID season of 2020. It was weird, Uh, basically... 20% of Arrowhead, uh, GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium was there, and it was just a strange night, but the Chiefs won it, and that was on a Thursday night victory, part of the nine wins that we're talking about here in TNI, Thursday night importance. But a really good Thursday night game, another road game on Thursday night, division game, but one of the great Thursday night memories.
1: In 2021 is what you're talking about? Yes, sir. This is one of my favorite regular season wins as a Chiefs fan. This is one of those games where the Chiefs started three and four to start the year. We all remember it well. And it kind of felt like the uphill climb to get our division title back. Uh, And this game was the game that really kind of sealed it late in the season. It was so satisfying. During the 2021 season, we were still dealing with COVID protocols. So you and I couldn't really spend a lot of time together in person. (laughs) So you and I were on the phone at the hotel in our respective hotel rooms talking about the game. And I just remember saying, like, man, I don't think I've wanted a regular season game this badly in a long time. Uh, And the game was crazy, such a wild game. Uh, We held the Chargers to two of five in the red zone. There was the Turk Wharton forced fumble at the one-yard line. Uh, The Chiefs got the ball back. Uh, Just a crazy, crazy game. Uh, The Chargers took the lead with two minutes left, but the Chiefs tied it with a minute left uh, with the pass to Travis Kelsey. And then the Chiefs won it in overtime with a 34-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. I remember being in the press box for that game, and our social media director, Alex Mary, was trying to tweet, you know, to get everything ready. And I'm on the back of her chair, just rocking the chair <laughs> as Travis <laughs> is running toward the end zone because I'm like, I cannot believe we pulled this off. What a huge victory. That game, to me, put an exclamation point on one of the most impressive uh, coaching jobs by Coach Reed and just quarterbacking jobs by Patrick Mahomes. To start three and four, everyone wanted to bury us. The Chiefs said, nope, we're just going to go win the division again. And that game right there really put the nail in the coffin for the division.
0: Our vantage point at SoFi for where I call the game is in the corner like a lot of these new stadia but it was Kels running right at me. And I could see <laughs> it kind of develop going, oh, this might be really good. Yep. And it ends up being a runoff touchdown uh, by Kelsey. But when I called that play and go back and listen to it, I said this is one of the biggest victories uh, in the history of the AFC West to be that late in the season, on a Thursday night, on the road, and basically get that done under the circumstances you just mentioned. An incredible victory and incredible memory. And then in 2022, the Chiefs beat the Chargers again on Thursday night, but this time it was a 99-yard interception return that was fun.
1: Yeah, unbelievable game. Uh, Beating the Chargers never gets old, and to do it on Thursday night football, certainly a lot of fun. We always have some great memories (laughs) against the Chargers, don't we? And for Jalen Watson evolve I mean – the guy to be a rookie seventh-round pick. The Chargers were driving there. They had a lot of momentum. And for our defense, our young defense, to stay on the field, to not get tired, and to make a heads-up play like that, just incredible stuff. And to do it in week two really set the tone for the rest of the year.
0: So what memories will be made this time in 2023 in Thursday Night Football with a divisional opponent? And what could it lead to? Because we have seen now in 15 games going all the way back to 2006 – Yep, it's TNI, Thursday night importance.